Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 in 1280 The Zone. Let's talk a little NFL draft. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Sprint, they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. He writes for 538.com. He's our good friend Ty Schalter with us on the big show. Ty, how are you and yours? Everybody doing all right? Yeah, we're all good. Locked up tight. We're doing the uh, the remote learning uh, through school, so uh, that's an adjustment this week. Um, you know, doing con calls uh, with my kids squawking on an oboe in the other room, but it's, uh, it's, we're all good. What, what subject do your kids say, I'm going to dad with this? <laughs> um... Yeah, not many. Uh, <laughs> history, English, those sorts of things, you know. But uh, even then, I think that uh, I don't think they think too highly of old dad's acumen. Hmm. So, how do you think it's going to go uh, with the NFL draft being remotely done? Are there's going to are there going to be a zillion snafus through this whole thing, or do you think it's going to run smooth? Oh man, I. <laughs> You know, you just kind of, you know what they say, journalists root for stories, right? You know, uh, like when Laramie Tomsel's uh, gas mask bong video went viral just as the draft started. That was one of the wildest, <laughs> funnest things. Uh, you know, bummer for the kid. Obviously, things worked out okay for him as a player and for his career. But, uh, you know, so something like that, uh, you know, whether there's a, a missed pick. I mean, heck, that happened in Minnesota. Uh, let time run out on the clock and had to run down there and try and get back in order. So, you know, I wouldn't mind one or two snafus uh, just, just, just for funsies just to keep things interesting. But if, you know, we're on pick two and the whole draft goes offline for a half an hour and we're watching a handful of people in Connecticut scramble to try and vamp and fill time, uh, you know, the, the air will go out of the room pretty quick. Jordan Love of Utah State has kind of been one of the more controversial players. Where do you kind of fall out on him, his potential, and where he might go? Yeah, you know, I think he's going to be in the mix. Um, one of the things with uh, NFL and quarterbacks, right, is, is you're looking for traits. You're looking for things that fit your system. You're looking for a kid where you go, you know what, if I put on the YouTube mixtape and just look at the highlights and then imagine if that was him all the time, that's the kind of guy that I can coach, you know, I can iron out the wrinkles. I can coach out some of the mistakes. And, you know, NFL coaches got to where they are by calling their own number and believing that they are smarter than everybody else, but, you know, than every other guy on the other sideline, right? Um, so I think there's definitely going to be somebody that, uh, that falls in love with him, maybe a couple of teams that fall in love with him, um, you know, right towards this very end. And who knows, you know, it's smoke screens uh, with everything else. The Dolphins are putting it out there that they, they're probably going to take an offensive tackle. They're going to try to trade up to number one overall a big an offensive tackle. Uh, but you do see some interest from San Diego that they want a quarterback. The more teams that start to look at that quarterback pool and go, you know, we've got to get one of these guys, uh, the more likely it is that he goes top 15, top 10, top 5. So who's the better quarterback, Justin or Tua? Oh, man. Um, you know, probably projecting to the NFL. Because um, Tua... I think Tua gets a lot of credit um, for playing in the program that he played in, for winning some of the games that he won. Um, you know, he's not as athletic as a Kyler Murray. He's not. He 
doesn't have the you know six five six six height. He doesn't have the the Jay Cutler kind of effortless flick it dominant arm. But he's got enough of those things. He's a you know B plus A minus in so many areas, and he does have that experience. Um, I, I do think he's going to be a very good pro. Um, and if he does end up going to Miami, where he doesn't have to start right away, isn't going to be thrown into the mix with a bad team. And, and little talent around him, I think he's going to probably end up being the, the more successful pro. Seems like Joe Burrow is a lock there at number one. Should he be Cincinnati's lock, and should he want to go to play for the Bengals? Oh, you know, I do think he should be the guy. Um, probably most of all because of his mentality, his approach to the game, his attitude. Uh, you know, he's somebody who's obviously a competitor. Plays in, you know, played in the SEC, played at the highest levels. Never seemed flapped or stressed, um, and and had a sense of humor about everything. Like, he handles social media great. He handles the regular media great. He handles fans great. He, he understands what the deal is with the Bengals, local guy, and, and you know you have to be able to take uh, you know the lumps with the good going into Cincinnati. You're going to understand that that spotlight is what it is. You're going to understand that there's going to be some uneven moments, and if he has that confidence that he thinks he can go out and ball out and be the guy that helps turn that team around for good, um, you know that's that's a great fit. If you send somebody who you know there's question marks about somebody comes from a smaller program uh, or somebody that didn't play on those biggest, biggest stages already, um, then I think it's a little bit harder to go into Cincinnati and be like, I'm going to be the guy. I think Burrow is the guy for Cincinnati, and I think he's going to be the guy. Uh, you know, whether, whether that leads to contending for titles, I don't know, but I think he's the best fit of the quarterbacks that are out there. Man, as I peruse all these mock drafts and look at uh, the players and the positions they play, that are being mentioned for various teams and whatnot. It brings me to this question for you, Ty. What uh, you've got? A, you've got twenty-two players, and they're all of equal talent relative to their position. Let me exclude quarterback from this question. Which position is most important in today's NFL? It's it's rushing the passer. You know, there's such a premium on getting to the quarterback. If you can get to the quarterback without help, if you don't have to be schemed into applying pressure to the quarterback, now that can come from the outside, that can come from the inside, uh, but if you can beat a left tackle as an edge rusher, if you can beat a right tackle one-on-one, if you can split a double team, you know, if they can, if you can get past, if you can flip a chip from a tight end and come out from that wide nine spot, if you can get to the quarterback through your own ability without having to be blitzed, without people blitzing with you, um, without having to be slid inside, outside, put in different packages, uh, you know, if you've got that athletic talent, if you're a Chase Young, that is, is really irreplaceable. It's really something that you just can't get, and it's scheme independent you know chase young you put him on any team and he's going to be a a superstar level talent he's going to be a fearsome weapon and it doesn't matter three four four three whatever you want to run he's going to have a job getting to the quarterback and and it, it makes everybody's job easier It makes the defensive backs jobs easier it makes all the other defensive linemen's jobs easier It makes the linebackers jobs easier uh so that's the number one spot outside of quarterback well, with that in mind, and you mentioned Chase Young, will Washington do the smart thing and pick him at two? I can't imagine they don't. I, I mean, 
you know, if there were if they were at number one and there were an Andrew Luck type prospect, you know, a once every five years guy, bulletproof size, bulletproof agility, bulletproof mentals, bulletproof bloodlines, bulletproof tape, bulletproof arm, and and you were sitting there and you weren't sure about Haskins. Okay, fine. You know, take the quarterback. Punt, start over, new coaching staff coming in, that makes sense. You're sitting there at two Burrow's going to go number one. Are you looking at any of these quarterbacks and going, they're definitely an instant now and forever upgrade over the kid we drafted in the first round last year? Probably not. Are any of them good enough to pass up a potential generational? You know, you look at what uh, the Bosa boys have done for for City, oh, sorry, for Los Angeles and for San Francisco. Um, you know, when you if you can add a player like that to your team, it just does so much. And, yeah, they've drafted heavily along the defensive front in the last couple of years, um, but he's someone that can come in and, again, immediately change the game, shorten the field for the cornerbacks, shorten the field for the linebackers. It just makes sense. Who did the Patriots pick first? Great question. Great question. And, you know, they've got a lot of picks. They've got a, a lot of capital. And there's sort of this idea that the Patriots only ever trade down, but if they've got a guy that, that fits their needs, they go up. You know, they've traded up for Jod Mayo. They'll, they'll move up if they want to move up. Um, and, you know, <laughs> they need a quarterback. There's some quarterbacks on the board. They need a receiver. This is an extremely deep wide receivers class. I think that's probably the first place you look at. That's probably where they're going to go um, because you have so many players that can come in and make an instant impact at that position. And wide receiver is one of the hardest spots to fill for a new New England Patriots offense because they need someone who can get to the line and make multiple reads and do that in sync with their quarterback and execute precisely. Ty, thanks as always for jumping on with us and sharing a little wisdom. Have fun with those kids and enjoy the draft. Sounds great. Will do. You guys too. Thanks, Ty. Ty Shelter, he's our friend from 538.com, does a great job covering the NFL, and I think there's a lot of interest on this draft, Gordon, because, well, there's not a whole lot left to be interested in, and I'm certainly looking forward to it. The latest mock draft that I checked had neither Jordan Love nor Jalen Johnson in the first round. You asked me if I, yesterday if I thought both would be in the first round. I bet one or the other. I'm sticking with that answer. Yeah, this one hasn't either. That's... That'll be interesting to keep an eye on that. And I'll say more likely love than than Johnson. Why I tell you, why his love? Why is there so much disagreement on him? Do you think people are floating his name out there just as a bluff? Or do you think that uh, there really is a difference of opinion? Or do you think that, uh, you know, folks aren't as high on him as what was earlier reported? I think there's such a split because his final year at Utah State um, did not go according to plan. So you say, well, is that you know relevant information that I should be considering or do all the other things? Uh, I think it's almost like teams would be trying to talk themselves out of Jordan Love because all the, the stuff to like is there, you know, size, arm, those sorts of things. Uh, you, you've done, uh, of course, I noticed your column you did on Jordan Love last year, or was it two years ago, is trending once again on the Trib's website, I'm sure with all the interest in him. Like, th- there's a lot to love about his personality and his story and his leadership and, you, you know, what he's accomplished there at Utah State and what he's overcome. You know, there's, there's a lot of things where you go, man, that, that looks like the dude. But then there's that final season at Utah State, which makes you kind of go, well, is he really? But I would guess... 
there's enough there to really like that somebody will make him a first-round draft pick. And Jalen Johnson, I think he is a, a really great talent. There's quite a few defensive backs who are highly thought of in this draft, but I, I think he is a, a is a premium talent. It'll be interesting to see if he if he does creep into that first round. Or we talk about it though, as though if you don't make the first round, there's something wrong with you. So there's an awful lot of really good players who are picked in the second round, no doubt, and the third. <laughs> 